I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business program. Marianne Fairmouth, she's a regular on the Price of Business Media Network, and we love having her on the program each week, bringing her insight, particularly from her book that uh, I consider revolutionary when it comes to recruiting. You can learn more about Marianne over at Fairmouth, that's F-A-R-E-M-O-U-T-H dot com. It's more than just awareness. It's about having people understand why it's happening, having them have a desire to embrace the change. So that's often very, very forgotten in communications and in efforts within companies. So it takes time, but it's something I love to do is making sure people understand why things are happening and getting really to listen to them on what it is that's holding them back from embracing it. There are opportunities for our work and careers everywhere, if you know where to look. That's easier said than done, especially in our fast-paced and constantly changing world. Marianne Fairmouth is talking to experts, employers, and job seekers to bring you insight and understanding about what's possible. This is Career Can Do, where we're navigating the new work world. Welcome to the Career Can Do podcast a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate the new work world. My name is Marianne Fairmouth. I'm a career coach, multi-genre author, speaker, and recruiter. And today I am just so happy to have with me a person I've known for many years. I respect so much and admire. And that person is Andrea Sanchez. Andrea is a communications expert, but the other component of what she does is just so necessary these days, in my opinion, in the new work world. And that is that she is really working with a humanitarian effort to help us all become our best selves, to help us have a more harmonious work environment, to help us bring relationships and the we mentality as opposed to the me mentality to the new work world. Andrea is responsible for leading corporate communications for NG North America. She joined NG in 2020, is now overseeing all internal and external communication efforts for over 1,600 employees. Originally from Argentina, she has more than 25 years of experience leading communications and culture change efforts. Prior to NG, she was the chief communications officer for the International Facility Management Association, as well as Spark Story developing customized change management strategies, training and coaching to enhance employee engagement. Her portfolio includes people such as ExxonMobil, Sodexo, Nokia, MKB, Excellent Executive Coaching, and the Houston Writers Guild. Andrea has been a past president of the Houston Writers Guild, and I met her at one of the conferences there that they had several years ago. She's also a contributing author to the book, You Belong Here, Human First Stories. And she's been part of the Human First Movement since 2019. Something else that she does that I have been so honored to be a part of, she leads a monthly worthy online rally for hope and kindness. And she's also a top writer, inspiration and leadership on the medium social media platform. She's majored in communications. She does have a master's in public relations from University of Houston and is a certified proceed change management practitioner. So after that incredibly long introduction, 
help me welcome a dear friend of mine and a colleague, Andrea Sanchez. Wow, thank you very much, Marianne. What an intro. Hello, everybody. So, so honored to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Andrea, you've done so many things. You're so very accomplished. But talk to us about how you got involved in all these humanitarian efforts and how how you believe they're going to really serve the new work world in a really good way. I love that question, Marianne. And really, when you think about it, any workplace, any work world, it all starts with people. And sometimes we lose sight of it because we're so focused on business. But really, the people is what makes any workplace successful. And when it comes to people, emotions are key. Everyone, regardless of our gender, our race, our background, our role in the work environment, all have emotions. And with those emotions, it reminds us that we're all human. And so part of me, every time there's something that's going on, I'm always wondering, what can I do to make things better? What in my toolkit of gifts of being Andrea can I do to make things better? And what happened in the midst of June 2020, when there was racial unrest all around the world, specifically in the North America, I really felt helpless. And I wanted to do something to spread goodness around the world. So I started an online rally. And I thought it was going to be a one-time event, have people say a few words of encouragement and positivity, but it ended up opening up people sharing their stories of them being authentically themselves and how they apply that in their work and personal lives. This grew and we've had 22 rallies so far. And that really it all comes down to listening what people need at the moment and making sure we always put humans first. I think that is a wonderful practice to have. And as I said earlier in the introduction, I feel so fortunate that I was able to be a speaker at your last rally. And I have to say, Andrea, from all the speakers I heard, the stories I heard, there was so much of, a, of an overlap of what, you know, so many of us have gone through. And I think from hearing other stories gave me more compassion, gave me more understanding, gave me more insight into some of the other situations people were dealing with. And I think that, you know, as you said earlier, as human beings, especially in the workplace, you know, it starts with people. And I think the more we can have respect for others, understanding for others, compassion for others, the better person we're going to be and the more bigger contribution we're going to be able to make. Do you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. As I mentioned, it doesn't matter who you are in the workplace, even if if someone is labeled as a tough person to get along with or a higher up that everyone's intimidated with or someone that's just fresh out of college or someone that's had years of experience. We all have emotions. We all have birthdays. We all eat dinner, we all eat lunch, we all go to the grocery store. And when you think about it that way, it becomes less intimidating. And really, it opens the gates to you being able to socialize and connect with a greater amount of people and collaborate. And once you open yourself up, the opportunities are endless. So it's not just about waiting for opportunities in the workplace or your personal life. It's when you really realize the human connection and what we do have in common that you open doors for yourself. Oh, I think that's so very true. And you know, as a recruiter, hearing stories from my clients and hearing them tell me 
know, Marianne, I've got to let this person go. They just, they're too negative. They're not meeting deadlines. They're not a team player. They're not going the extra mile. I think right now, Andrea, even more than ever, the attitude of employees is really front and center because employers now are even more critically concerned about who they're going to hire and who's going to be a good investment to bring on board. So people that have this mindset and have more of a humanitarian effort that you're really talking about and doing all these wonderful things to make it something that people can really have within themselves. I think that's going to help a lot of retention issues going down in the the work world. I heard what you said about June of 2020 and, and the event that happened then, but Andrea, how did you come with this wonderfully caring, loving, humanitarian spirit? Was there something in your life that brought you to this point? Or is that always how you've been? And just one of these wonderful gifted people from God that just has this beautiful heart? I mean, how did they come to this? That is really kind of you. Thank you, Mary Ann. That's a great question. I've been asked that before. And I had to dig deep because I really did not know. I just always thought that's, that's the way to live life. But someone asked me this and I figured out that it goes back to a time when I was five years old. And in kindergarten, I had just moved to the United States. I'm originally from Argentina. My family, no one knew English. And I was just placed in the kindergarten class, just pretty much on my own to learn English amidst all the students. And I remember we were counting. It was my turn to count. And we were counting to 10 or something like that. I counted one, two, three. I thought I said three, but apparently I said tree, like the tree outside. And I remember the whole class pointing and laughing at me. And for the first time ever, I felt like I did not belong. For the first time ever, I felt ashamed. And I had never felt that way before. And from then on, I always made an effort to make sure no one else, if I had it in my power, to feel as bad as I did that day. So the rest is history, but it all started there. Well, as a five-year-old or as a young child, you know, we remember those things. And I think that, who is it that said it? I think it was Aristotle. You know, it's during our darkest moments that we're forced to see the light. And I think that's what happened that moment with you is that you realized how humiliating and hurtful those mm-hmm. kinds of things can be. And so took it upon yourself to make sure that you could kind of act in a way that, that wasn't about that. I also remember when I was at the Houston Writers Guild event that we used to have in person, I had to give a presentation and I I remember, Andrea, it was the first time I had ever given a presentation about my first book, and I was so nervous, and I was so scared, and I remember you were president at the time, and I told you, I said, you know, you said, oh, you're going to be fine, you're going to do great, and you were so encouraging. You remember, you were out in the hall or something, you were kind of picking me up, but I remember that, I'll never forget that, because writing this book for me, it took me four hours, four hours, please, I wish, four years, (laughs) four years. To write this book. And I never thought it was quite good enough. You know, I kept saying to my writing, my developmental editor, I don't think it's got enough meat. It got enough meat. Finally said, yes, Marianne, it does. Just do it. Get it out there. But I think that, you know, whatever journey we're on, whatever path we're on as human beings, and we're trying to accomplish something, you know, Andrea, sometimes it just takes one person to give us hope, to believe in us. It makes all the difference. And I, I see you so much in that role with so many people. And Tell us about this online rally for hope. I know this is the one you talked about that started because of June of 2020, the the social unrest. Is that what you did? Yes, so that is correct. 
I never imagined it to become a rally, but I went to bed a specific night that June feeling so helpless and I wanted to do something. I didn't know what it was. I remember watching all these rallies that were quite negative and just heartbreaking on the television. So I went to bed. I woke up the following day and no kidding, this sounds strange, but a date came into my mind and it was June 27th. I looked at the calendar. It happened to be on a Saturday. I'm like, okay, so I need to do something this day. I did not know what it was, but I put it on my calendar. I invited five people who I knew would say yes to just show some positivity online and rally some folks to, to spread some love. And that's what they did. And originally the name was a rally for equality, but it grew beyond my expectations because what they did is not only share positivity, but they also started to see humans as humans, all those that attended and started to share stories of who they are and at times where they didn't feel they were treated right or unfair or times of struggle that made them who they are today and how everyone goes through a story for a reason and makes us stronger. And that just grew like wildfire. Other people, or I thought it was a one-time thing, other people just started coming to me and saying they wanted to share their stories and others just saying like, because of so-and-so's words today, they've had the courage to start A, B, and C. It was incredible. So since then, we've held it every month and now it grew to more like a hope and kindness rally. And I call it that because I want to remind people that there is hope regardless of what you've been through. And we show up because we want to be kind to each other. Some of these people are sharing their stories of challenges for the very first time ever. And I really make people make sure that they support each other by heart emojis, et cetera, when they can really relate to what people are saying. Well, that's wonderful. That's certainly wonderful. And for our clients out there or or company heads out there, tell us a little bit about this developing customized change management strategies. You founded Spark Story. You have training and coaching and to enhance engagement. And you've worked for some big companies like ExxonMobil, Sodexo. Tell us a little bit about that. What does that involve? Yeah, sure. So I've been in communications pretty much all my life. And besides working on the internal and external components of communications for employees and to build brand engagement, but also employee engagement and the employee experience, I also help build brands from the outside and really not just pure marketing, but really marketing focused on storytelling. Like what is the why behind what they do? So that's another way that I find is what I like to call emotional marketing, the why, the story that connects to people's hearts and emotions rather than just a product. So that's what I specialize in when I branched out into my own company. Again, it deals with storytelling. I tend to follow and love anything dealing with storytelling because I find that that's what connects people. And so I couple that with change management, which, of course, it tends to be a bad word and a word that intimidates a lot of people, but that's really just holding hands and making people aware that, yes, there's a change going on, whether it's a change of mindset, a change of company or restructuring, whatever it may be, a new IT system. But it's more than just awareness. It's about having people understand why it's happening, having them have a desire to embrace the change. So that's often very, very forgotten in communications and in efforts within companies. So 
It takes time, but it's something I love to do is making sure people understand why things are happening and getting really to listen to them on what it is that's holding them back from embracing it. That's wonderful. And then you mentioned also that you were a contributing author to the book, You Belong Here, Human Mm -hmm. Stories. Is this book out? Is it coming out or is it out already? Or what is the status of this book? It is. It is out. It was out about a year ago. It's called You Belong Here. And it's from a movement. It's called the Humans First Club, humansfirstclub.org. And it's a movement founded by Mike Vacanti, who is an influencer, an amazing, amazing human being that is all about humanitarian efforts as well, but putting humans first in the workplace. So it's a big movement and a big group of people that come together through their initiatives and trying to put people first in the workplace. I think that's wonderful. And I will tell you on my side of the desk, talking to employers all these years, I think that, you know, a book like that, you know, a philosophy like that can only help the new work world get stronger. Because, Andrea, what I'm hearing from both sides, from both employers and employees, is that since the pandemic, you know, it's made us stop in our tracks and and really think about our lives, think about the experience we want to have in our work world, in our personal world. I think we're all ready to just stop sweating the small stuff and not let petty little things get in the way and um, look at people as having their own divinity and not to in a way that's narcissistic or look how wonderful I am, but in a, in a way that shows that we're all human. We all are special. We all have something to give, no matter how big or small that might be. And how can we contribute to give more than to receive? I think the more we give to others, the more the universe in some way or another will give back to us. But I think it's about giving, not taking. Do you agree with that? Oh, I truly believe in that. Yeah, that's one of my mantras as well. And to your point of the pandemic, I think the pandemic, although it was a surreal, challenging experience, it has brought us back and reminding us that we are all human indeed with all this remote working and people seeing their kids in the background of video calls and everything and just life happening at the same time that you're working. I think it really brought us back in a more profound connection that we all are humans and we all have everyday things that we deal with besides what's right in front of us in the office. So if an employer should be listening to this and say it's an employer, Andrea, that's really had a lot of turnover and they're at wit's end and they want to talk to a coach of what can I do that might help me keep my people from leaving? How can somebody, whether it's an employer or an employee or someone that is really trying to reevaluate where they want to go further, If they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? LinkedIn is probably the best place to go. Andrea Sanchez, NG North America. And also I have sparkstory.com. They can go there as well. But as far as if they're at their wits end with employees because of low turnover, et cetera, the first thing, the only thing I think it starts with listening. It takes time, but you need to make the time to listen. What's keeping them up? Not just direct reports and leaders. Get down to the employees and also make sure your middle management is hearing the right information too. Sometimes we assume that what we trickle down to our direct leaders doesn't trickle down all the way. And employees leave, from what I've seen in my experience, first and foremost, because of specific leaders that they report to. So I think not only by listening to employees, but also take the time to develop your leaders and give them the tools and resources to grow. 
Well, I think that's invaluable information to share with our listeners out there. I'm one of your biggest fans. I've always thought so highly of you, and I'm so happy that we can work on projects together because if we had more people like Andrea, I mean, what a great world this would be, huh? So anyway, my name is Marianne Fairmouth. This is Career Can Do. And today we've had on our show, Andrea Sanchez, a communications specialist and a real proponent of the humanitarian way of being in the work world, in our personal world, and just all around. Andrea, we thank you for being with us. I will have all her contact information on my website as well. So if you're in the car right now, you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a pen, you can go to fairmouth.com and I will have all of Andrea Sanchez information on there. So again, thank you so much and we'll see you all next time. We thank you for tuning in to our Career Can Do podcast. We make no guarantees on results for your particular quest, but we hope you enjoy the information presented. Thank you.